Some of our people were in the earlier service as we recognized our two high school graduates, Emma Walker and Travis Schultz. Travis came back and he's working the sound system upstairs. He wanted us to, he wanted everybody to see his pictures again. He personally requested that I show the video again. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. We are so proud of them. Also, Alia Boykin graduated from Mississippi State University as if there was anywhere else to go. Uh, and then, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. He's on the bulletin. Miss Joanne's grandson that graduated from the, tr Jacob Gr Bradley graduated from the State Trooper Academy. Uh, so we're so th proud, of, proud of them, but we focused on the two high school graduates this morning. And uh, so I'm gonna be sharing the message that I shared earlier. In the morning services, always share the same message. We have some visitors here today. We're glad to have you. Please fill out a visitor's card so we can follow up with you. We appreciate you being here. Does life have storms? I don't know about yours. Yours may not, but mine certainly does. And uh, we're passing through a stormy time in the history of our country, also a stormy time in the history of our world. And watching the news, when you just watch the news and listen to the news, it would appear that uh, those storms are completely out of our control. Well, have you ever had a storm that was in your control, a storm that came into your life? Have you ever been able to do anything about it? No, uh, not a storm of problems, and not even when it's the weather. You can't speak to a storm and make it be still. And so we have our high school seniors uh, in George County, the two in our church, really all of them, all, everywhere, all across our country, who are about to step, in a step into a world that's very different than the world that most of us graduated into when we were their age. And it is a world full of storms. Now, thankfully, those two that we talked about this morning that you saw on the screen there, Emma and Travis, they are well equipped to face those storms. They have been their parents have invested in them and loved them and brought them to church and trained them to look to Jesus, uh, to look to God in the middle of their storms. But there's another generation of young people out there today that I'm very concerned about. They think perhaps that by the power of protest or power of politics, they can shape the storms that come into their world. Uh, today, the vast majority of young people in this country don't know the secret that these two young people in our church know, and that is that God rules the power of the storm. Today, I would like to bring my message from one verse out of the book of Psalms, Psalm 89, verse 9. Look at some other supporting scriptures around it, uh, and that one verse says simply this, you rule the swelling of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. Now that may be a little bit different in whatever translation you have, and we'll look at the way it reads in some other translations, but it reminds us, number one, that the sea of life has storms. That's true in my life, and that's true in your life. Uh, there will be times when the storms you face will be stronger than you. There will be times when in spite of all your efforts to salvage the situation, the ship is still sinking, the marriage is still crumbling, the business is still failing, the finances are still shrinking, and it, there seems to be no way out except to go down with the ship. 
Life storms can be intense. You probably know that by experience. Our younger people don't know that yet, but they will know that. And there will be times when there's a storm within the storm, and those storms seem to combine to create the perfect storm intent on destroying your faith and destroying your family. All of us know somebody who's in the middle of some kind of raging storm in his or her life. It might be a storm of sickness or a storm of difficulty. Storms come. And so when they come, how should we respond? Where do I turn when storms come? Well, the King James Version says in this Psalm 89.9, it says, You rule the raging of the sea. And that's not you and that's not me. That's God himself. And so number two, God rules the power of of the storm. When the Bible says that God rules the raging of the sea, it simply means that God is sovereign over the power of the storm. God is in control. He's working in ways that we can't see or we can't know. He's working behind the scenes in our life to control the difficult times that we go through. It hasn't been long that we've been through the book of Romans where we looked at that great verse, Romans 8:28 where the Lord said, or Paul said about God, he said, for God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him, for those who are called according to his purpose. So God is at work behind the scenes in our life, and that's the hope that we have. So what, what are these uh, kids going to do that are stepping out into the future, that are setting sail on the sea of life. What are they going to do? Because they're going to be hurricanes and they're going to be heartaches. They're going to be thunderstorms and there'll be storms inside them that thunder with all the ferocity that life can throw at them. What are they going to do when those storms come? What did, what did people in the Bible do when there were storms? Well, let me give you some illustrations. Whether they were believers in God or whether they didn't believe in God, when storms came, people prayed. They prayed. Let me illustrate. Paul prayed on a storm at sea. And then there was a story in the Bible in the Old Testament of Jonah. You remember the story of Jonah and the great storm that came on the sea when Jonah was in the ship with the pagan sailors. The pagan sailors cried out to their God in the storm. And when they found out crying out to their God did them no good, they cried out to the God of Jonah, and the God of Jonah, the God of heaven, the God of the Bible, calmed the storm. We find out that in the New Testament, the disciples of Jesus found themselves on a storm in the Sea of Galilee, and they cried out to Jesus, and Jesus calmed the storm. In the Bible, in Psalm 107, the Bible says there in that psalm, those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on the great waters, they have seen the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he spoke, God did, and raised up a stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They rose up to the heavens, the waves did. They dropped down into the depths. And on those boats, the Bible says, their soul melted away in their misery. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wits' end. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress 
He caused the storm to be still so that the waves were hushed. In other words, people down through time have cried out in whatever storm they were in, they cried out to God. I pray in my storms. You pray in your storms, and you should. Why do we pray? We pray because we believe there is a power that rules the storm. We believe that God governs and guides our lives. We pray because we realize our own personal helplessness against the power of the storm that comes against us. Now, the young people in this country and in our world today, unfortunately, have been conditioned to be afraid of storms. Do you know what it's like for somebody to be conditioned to be afraid of storms? If you grew up in Tornado Alley, you don't live in Tornado Alley, but if you live in Tornado Alley, if you go up through northwest Mississippi and northwest Alabama, when I moved up there in 2000, um, it was 1997 when I moved up to northwest Alabama, our first trip up as we drove up, I told my wife, I said, man, there's a storm shelter in every ditch in this area up here. I said, these people are terrified of bad weather. What is wrong with these people? Well, they've been conditioned to be afraid of it because storm after storm after storm comes up through that area. And you know about the storms in North Mississippi and, and, and the communities they've destroyed. It happens time and again, year after year. Something like that happens up there. Those people are conditioned to be afraid of storms. Our young people in our country have been conditioned to be afraid of some storms that they don't need to be afraid of. They were conditioned to be afraid of the storm of COVID. They've been conditioned to be afraid of the storms of violence that are sweeping through our land. They've been conditioned to fear the storm of satanic revolution now blowing across our land, and they don't know, the vast majority of them, don't know where to find hope in the storm. But the Bible says of God, you rule the raging of the sea. The word rule there means to reign. It means God's sovereign over the forces of nature, but not only over the forces of nature, he is sovereign over the storms of life when they come. It's illustrated in Scripture. You find in the book of Exodus the story of, uh, of the children of Israel. When they came to the Red Sea, they couldn't cross. They were, their way was blocked, and yet God caused a strong east wind to blow, and the waters of the Red Sea were parted, and they went across on dry land. And Jonah, Jonah, on the other hand, was trying to run from God on the sea, and the Bible says that God hurled a great wind on the sea and there was a great storm so that the ship was about to break up and God was turning Jonah's life, directing Jonah's life with a storm. How many times has it been so in your life that a storm came into your life and instead of removing it, God allowed it to remain to redirect your life, in a, to move your life in a different direction. God is sovereign. Sometimes he sends storms into our lives to get our attention and say, you're going the wrong way. There's a different way that you need to go. Listen to the scripture speak about God's power, ruling first the sea itself. We think of, we hear all the, the word today in the world about climate change and the dangers of um, the sea rising and all it can do. Well, let, let me just read you what the Bible says, I, this is not scientific, this is just Bible. So listen to these verses, Psalm 51, verse 15, I mean Isaiah 51, 15. I am the Lord your God, 
who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. Jeremiah 5, 22. Do you not fear me, declares the Lord? Do you not tremble before me? I placed the sand as the boundary for the sea, a perpetual barrier that it cannot cross. Though the waves toss, they cannot prevail. Though they roar, they cannot pass over it. So the Lord is sovereign over what the sea can do. He's sovereign over what the storm can do. He sets boundaries for the ocean waves, and he's sovereign over the storms of our life. A respected Bible teacher from years gone by, his name was Warren Wearsby, and Warren Wearsby had a saying that I liked. He said, when God puts his children in the furnace, he keeps his eye on the clock and his hand on the thermostat. He knows when to turn it down. He knows when to turn it up. He knows what's best for me. He knows what's best for you. Number three, God alone can speak to your storm and make it be still. Psalm 89.9 says, when the waves rise, you still them. Uh, so the storms go away automatically. The storms just uh, stop. Well, you may have one in your life that hasn't stopped and it seems that it won't stop. The wind keeps blowing and the waves keep churning and so does your heart. We find Paul in the book of Acts in a storm at sea and uh, they prayed, of course, and the storm didn't get any better. It doesn't always work out the way we want it to because God has another plan. As a matter of fact, as they wrote about this in the scripture in the book of Acts, Luke, who wrote the gospel of Luke, is writing the story. This is what Luke says. He said, all hope of our being saved was gradually abandoned. Have you ever lost hope in one of your storms? Maybe the storm of illness maybe a storm of a crisis in your marriage, maybe when things weren't going well at work or whatever, you lose hope. Well, they were losing hope, and the ship did sink. But God had promised Paul, he said, nobody's going to be lost. Everybody on this ship is going to be saved. Just trust me. And they were all saved because God was not only in control of the raging sea, God was in control of their lives, directing their destiny. Let me read you one other passage from Psalm 93, verses 3 and 4. I'm going to put some emphasis on some words, so I'm going to raise my voice a bit so that you will see the emphasis. Psalm 93, verse 3. The floods, the floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. There's some floods that are going to do that in your life. The next verse says, Mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. God is mightier than the floods. He's mightier than the storm that comes into my life or the storms that come into your life. You remember when the disciples were on the storm at sea? Remember what the Bible says about who rules the raging of the sea? Who stills the storm? God does. Well, the disciples were in the storm at sea on the Sea of Galilee. Jesus was in the boat with them. They cried out to Jesus, and Jesus stood up and spoke to the storm. He said, peace, be still, or hush, be still, and the wind quieted down. The disciples all at once were more afraid of Jesus than they were of the storm, and they said, 
If Psalm 89.9 says God steals the storm, if Jeremiah 5.22 says God controls the waters, if Psalm 93 verses 3 and 4 says the Lord is mightier than the floods, who then is this in the boat with us that even the wind and the sea obey him? They began to have recognition of who it was in the boat with them, the one who spoke, who could speak to the storm and make it be still. I can't speak to my storm. You can't speak to yours. But God can speak to the storm that rages in and around our lives. So we have some high school seniors today who are heading out into the future. I remember about that time in my life, I thought back through it, and I remember where I was and what I did every night before I went to bed. I had some records. Records are plastic things, Michael Van Nort. They're round, sort of like a Frisbee. You know what a record is? Okay. You put it on a little stick-looking thing, and we used to stack them up one after the other, and they would fall when it was time for the next one to play, and we'd listen to all the songs on it. So I'd listen to a group called Three Dog Night. That was a rock group. My favorite song was Jeremiah Was a Bullfrog. Listen to Three Dog Night. Then I had another group that... Sly and the Family Stone, it was a black group, and my favorite song was Everyday People. Okay, some of these folks will remember that. And I had Simon and Garfunkel, and my favorite song was Bridge Over Troubled Water. But the last record that fell every night was a record by Tennessee Ernie Ford. And the last song that would play is this. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the world is tossing me, like a ship upon the sea, thou who rulest wind and water, stand by me. In the midst of tribulation, stand by me. When the host of hell assail and my strength begins to fail, thou who never lost a battle, stand by me. In the midst of faults and failures, got any of those? I do. In the midst of faults and failures, stand by me. When I do the best I can and my friends don't understand, thou who knowest all about me, stand by me. In the midst of persecution, stand by me. When my foes in full array undertake to stop my way, thou who saved both Paul and Silas, stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When my life becomes a burden, and I'm nearing chilly Jordan. O thou lily of the valley, stand by me. There's nobody else who can stand by you in storms other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody better, nobody who can speak to the power of the storm that rages in your life. Nobody who can say, well, this storm is not going to deter my purpose for him or her. This storm is going to help me direct my purpose for that person's life. So if you're here this morning and you're in the middle of a storm and it won't stop, keep trusting God. God has a plan, a plan that you don't know anything about, a plan that you can't really see right now, but God may be using that storm to redirect the whole purpose of your life. But let me say this. Keep praying, keep talking to God, because he is the only one who in his time can speak to your storm 
and make it be still. Let's pray together.